بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد عوض بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فأما من خاف مقام ربه ونهى النفس عن الهوى فإن الجنة هي المأوى وقال, وقال, وقال تعالى في مقام آخر يا أيتها النفس المطمئنة ارجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فادخلي في عبادي وادخلي جنتي وعن عبد الله بن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال أقبل علينا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا معشر المهاجرين خمس إذا ابتليتم بهن وأعوذ بالله أن تدركوهن لم تظهر الفاحشة في قوم قط حتى يعلنوا بها إلا فشى فيهم الطاعون والأوجع التي لم تكن في أسلافهم الذين مضوا ولم ينقصوا المكيال والميزان إلا أخذوا بالسنين والشدة المؤونة وجور السلطان عليهم ولم يمنعوا زكاة أموالهم إلا منعوا القطر من السماء إلا منعوا القطر من السماء ولولا البهائم لم يمطروا ولم ينقضوا عهد الله وعهد رسوله ولم ينقضوا عهد الله وعهد رسوله إلا سلط الله عليهم عدوا من غيرهم فأخذوا بعض ما في أيديهم وما لم تحكم أئمتهم بكتاب الله ويتخيروا مما أنزل الله إلا جعل الله بأسهم بينهم رواه ابن أبي ماجة في سننه أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام my dear elders, respected mothers, sisters, students, brothers, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allah Azza wa Jal, our creator, our nourisher, our provider, the grantor of health, the grantor of honor, the one to whom from uh, who we shall all return one day, and in front of whom we shall all have to stand one day. Allah Azza wa Jal loves us, cares for us, and has granted us countless blessings in order for us to recognize His greatness and lead a life of servitude to Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not leave any ambiguity. He created success, He created Jannah and created a path for that. And created hellfire, created failure and created a path for that. Allah azza wa jal laid out very clearly the characteristics and the attributes of both groups of people. Those who wish to gain success may follow the path of the prophets and those who strive to lead a life that is, be, that is enjoyable to them and are absolutely unaware or uncaring of what Allah thinks, they will end up following the path of shaitan which will eventually lead them to the depths of hellfire. May Allah protect us all. Ameen. Respected friends, Allah Azza wa Jal has made this place, this world, a darul balaya, darul imtihan, a place, an abode of tests and trials and tribulations. In order to, to differentiate those who are truthful in their love for Him and those who are not. Allah Azza wa Jal says, Do people think that they will be left alone and not be tested merely by proclaiming that they're believers? That shall not happen. Indeed, we have tested the people prior, the nations prior to this ummah as well. And we have made it very clear, the distinction is very clear. Those who fail those tests go on one direction. And those who pass those, one, those tests go on one direction. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this world not only a darul imtihan and a darul bala and a boat of test, but my respected friends, Allah azza wa has also made it a very clear logical path. You shall reap as you sow. Whatever type of bidr, whatever type of seed we put into this world, Allah shows us. A person puts an, a seed for an apple tree and of course it is not uh, very difficult to understand that you will have a tree with apples and with a mango, mangoes and with bananas, bananas and so forth. So when a person leads, uh, makes the right decisions in his life, Allah Azza wa Jal will shower him with His mercy. Allah says, "Inna Allah la yudhi'u ajr al-muhsinin." Indeed, Allah Azza wa Jal will not waste the reward of those who do good. Just like a mango tree or a date tree, for that matter, does not grow overnight and doesn't even give you fruit in one year. It takes years for it to start bearing fruits. As commonly it's said that if you see a, 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 an old man, he was planting trees for a date tree. Someone asked him, "Old man." Why are you planting this tree, these seeds for a tree now? You are so old, you will never see this tree grow. You are so old, you will definitely never be able to pluck the fruits from this tree. And he answered that if everyone thought like that, we wouldn't have any fruits in the world. If everyone thought only for themselves, and about my generation, about myself and I, then no one would be able to benefit. 50 years ago, someone thought about me. Someone thought about my children, and they made right decisions, and because of which, we are all enjoying all sorts of fruits. So although this may be my last year or my last moments, but most definitely I am going to, to do the right thing. And so that's just an extra point to take home. The idea is that we, our decisions cannot be based on immediate results. Instead, we have to think in the long term. So just like a tree may not bear fruit immediately in the first few years, similarly our actions may not bear fruits immediately. Sometimes it takes a while. Allah in the story of Yusuf السلام, as well as the story of Musa, as well as the story of pretty much all the prophets, shows us that results take time. When Allah tells Musa and Harun, when they're tired of Fir'aun's oppression, and they beg and turn to Allah جل, one prophet is making dua, the other prophet is saying, Ameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qad ujiba da'watukuma. Oh, Musa and Harun, your, your dua and your supplication has been accepted. You have been oppressed, your nation has been oppressed by the Pharaoh, and you have supplicated asking help, your dua has been accepted. The scholars of Tafsir write that this took place well before that time when Allah ordered uh, Musa والسلام, in the midst of the night. فَأَسْرِ بِأَهْلِكَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when He says rather in, in Surah Dukhan and other places as well where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَتْرُكِ الْبَحْرَ رَهْوَا إِنَّهُمْ جُنْدٌ مُغْرَقُونَ He talks about in the middle of the night leave your nation and go. Scholars of Tafsir write that there is approximately 40 years between the acceptance of the dua and the time when Allah ordered that this is the time for you to leave. Tonight pack up, get your community and leave the town. Go towards the sea. And Fir'aun will wake up, his army will wake up and realize by that time you will have gone further. And of course they will come close to you and you will be thought, you will be thinking that you're caught in Alamudrakun between the sea and Fir'aun's army. But don't worry, move forward. Hit the, uh, hit the sea with the, 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 with the staff, the water with the staff. Keep moving forward. Let Fir'aun's army come. And that same water that was a source of your deliverance will become a source of them being punished and drowned in front of your very eyes. So there was a long time, 40 years, 
In the story of Yusuf, Allah Azza wa Jal says something beautiful. At the very beginning, in the third rukur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about when Yusuf alayhi salam has already been th- pulled away from his father, and he has been taken away far away, and then eventually he's been thrown into a well, all alone, and then eventually he's been picked up, and he's been sold off into slavery. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that time is saying, وَكَذَلِكَ مَكَّنَّا لِيُوسُفَ فِي الْأَرْضِ This is all part of the plan in order to give Yusuf a station and a place on earth. And you wonder what station, what place, what power are you speaking about? The poor kid was at home by his loving father and he's been snatched away from that. And now he finds himself from the frying pan into the fire and beyond that in the hands of slavery, in, in, the, in the hands of slave dealers. What could be the worst situation? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has got the entire big picture, of course, in front of him. And he says, This is all part of the plot and plan of how we plan to give Yusuf a position. In a, in, an arm, in, in a skirmish, or even in a football game, or a basketball game. Many times a person looks at the enemy, or looks at the opposing team, and wonders that they're possibly losing, or they're possibly retreating. But in reality, when they're, when, they're having, when they're making certain moves, some of the most successful moves on a battlefield or in a football field are the ones that deceive, uh, are deceiving to the opponent. The ones that seem like a retreat, but in reality are an attack from another front. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has His own ways as well. He is mentioning here that this may seem like a failure. This may seem like Musa salam, or rather Yusuf salam, and from pretty much all the prophets are going through suffering. But no. It's all under control. So brothers and sisters, we see this tartib of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Allah la muhsinin. Allah does not waste the reward of those who do good. Eventually, antumul a'launa in kuntum mu'mineen. Those who have faith will definitely be at the top. It may not seem like that in the beginning. What did Nuh salam's people say? Why should we follow you, O Nuh? Look at your followers. These are aradiluna. These are the the ones who are the lowest in the economic status, the poorest amongst us, the least educated. They are not thinkers. They're not philosophers. They are very superficial people. See the sadiloge. They're very simple people. They're the ones who are following you. Why would we as intelligent, well-educated, high-heeled people want to follow you? So it seemed like, wow, what's going to happen to this iman? What's going to happen to this Islam of Nuh salam? No one's following him for a thousand years, only 80 people. And then on top of that, the poor ones, the less educated ones, not very philosophical ones, the simple-minded people, simpletons. But a time came. A time came when Allah says, Wasna fulk Build that ship. And when that ship was being built, even at that time, people did not get the hint. What happened? They made a mockery of Nuh. And they said, Why are you building a ship over here in the midst of land? Are you, why were you doing this? So even at the last moment, before Nuh became successful, apparently in the world, it was difficulty. It was despondency amongst probably a lot of people. It was, of course... Uh, apparently looking like a failure. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has His plan. So what do we learn from all the stories of the Prophets? And most definitely from the story of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, That success does not come overnight. It takes time. But most definitely it will come so long as the actions have lined up. As long as the actions are lined up, it will take time. The flip side of this is also most definitely true. That when a person leads a life of sin, follows the path of shaitan, 
then definitely they're heading towards the hellfire. Uh, definitely going towards failure. It may not seem like that. You have the story of Fir'aun, the opposites. You have the story of Qarun, the opposites. You have the story of Abu Jahl. You have the story of Abu Lahab. You have the story of all these individuals who stood up against the prophets, who were riding with the tide, who were at the top of the mountain, pretty much, in every sense of the word. And they were so intoxicated in their, in their power and their wealth that they had the guts and the audacity to claim divinity for themselves. That's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأُمْلِي لَهُمْ إِنَّ كَيْدِي مَتِينَ I let them go, I give them respite, I give them respite. إِنَّ كَيْدِي مَتِينَ Indeed, my planning is very well thought out. My planning is very thorough. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, سَنَسْتَدْرِجُهُمْ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ We allow you, we keep on giving you bait, we keep on allowing you to reel out the bait and thinking that you're not gonna get caught. Even Fir'aun didn't get caught when he started walking. Can you imagine that? When he walked onto that same water, that became a means of his drowning, it did not become water, it seemed land for him. And that's why he said, look, oh, the rivers and the ocean in front of me is welcoming Fir'aun. I told you all along I was God. Look at this, this is amazing. Now it's a proof. You see some people today as well. Everything wrong seems right to them. Everything wrong, they seem it's a miracle from God for them. Subhanallah al-Azim. Fir'aun is there as well. He doesn't realize that in this lies my destruction. Allah till the very end let him fall into his deception. Innahum lafi sakratihim ya'mahoon. They are blind and they are intoxicated. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. So this is what we see today. People are literally intoxicated. They're literally blind from the truth. They don't realize that they're digging their pit in hell every single day. Both Muslims and non-Muslims unfortunately, leading a life of heedlessness. So he walks in with his entire army and once the entire army is in sea, in the water, then Allah orders the water, the land to change back into water. And immediately of course they're sunk in. So things do not happen. We cannot expect results immediately. We have to have hope in Allah and look forward. And we also have to have fear in Allah. A person says, if I am leading a life of sin, how come my life hasn't gone bad? How come I'm still making so much money? You notice that, people. The people who are sinning sometimes they tell you that, that my revenue only increasing every year. Investments are only doing better. I moved from one house to the other. I've neglected, I started neglecting more prayers, neglecting this and that. But my dunya is only increasing. Why, how do you always say that SubhanAllah, Allah is upset, doesn't look like that? So this, one person mentioned this to a scholar. And he said, when was the last time that you got a chance to visit the house of Allah? When was the last time that you were able to separate yourself from your bed and stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He said, I can't think of the last time. He said, that is a sufficient punishment. What else would you like? That is the biggest punishment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows you to be indulged in your fulfillment of your desires and does not give you an opportunity to, to stand in front of Him. Doesn't give you an opportunity to visit His house. What greater punishment are you asking for? What greater punishment are you asking for? The Prophet ﷺ, in so many ahadith, has explained to us this formula. You do what you'll get. You do good deeds, you're rewarded for that. You do evil, you'll get, you'll, it'll catch up to you sooner or later. In the world, it may not seem that it's catching up to us, but most definitely it will catch up to us. So the hadith I mentioned at the very beginning of our talk here, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned a hadith related by Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah. I'm speaking about consequences of actions. Consequences of actions. So today I'm going to share with you one hadith here. He said, Aqbala alayna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he came to us. Faqala, and he said, Ya ma'ashar al-muhajireen. Oh, the group of migrants. Oh, the group of immigrants from Mecca to Medina. These are the early Muslims. Khamsun idhabtulitum bihin. 
He said five things if you were to ever get tested with them. Five incidents, five issues, five characteristics, five qualities. If you ever to fall into the test, and I beseech Allah and I seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from you all ever having been put in a situation where you get tested by these five things. What are those five things? He says, number one. لم تظهر الفاحشة في قوم قط حتى يعلنوا بها إلا فشى فيهم الطاعون والأوجاع التي لم تكن في أسلافهم الذين مضوا. Any nation, he's not speaking. He's 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 warning the muhajirin, but more so warning all of us. He said these are the rules of Allah. These are the rules. The students who appreciate the example of the vending machine. You put in a vending machine, and whatever button you press, that's what you get. At least most of the time, right? And sometimes you get something extra. You put in a dollar, you get a dollar worth of things. You put in two dollars, you get a two dollar worth of things. The system of Allah is very simple. Very simple. Whatever, you, whatever type of product you choose, that's what you will get. So Rasulullah is saying that any community which allows evil, lewdness, acts of lewdness, zina and the like, whenever that becomes rampant within a community, when they openly speak about it on the airwaves, when they openly speak about fuhsh, and indecency, adultery, and fornication, and all the things that are attached to that on social media. Whenever these things become common within a community, the Prophet said, the repercussion will be such that plague and such sicknesses and diseases that were not heard ever before in the forefathers will become common. Of course, a hundred years ago, who heard of AIDS? And who heard of cancer? And who heard of all these other things that, that are taking us? At, at an alarming rate. And just take AIDS itself. There are communities in the world that are 25% of the population. Some places, 33% of the population is going to die because of that. Subhanallah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is saying, whenever fahisha and lewdness becomes common, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's response to that will be that sicknesses that you never heard before will become common. Number two, the Prophet ﷺ said, وَلَمْ يَنْقُصُ الْمِكْيَالَ وَالْمِيزَانِ إِلَّا أُخِذُوا بِالسِّنِينِ وَشِدَّةِ الْمُؤُونَةِ وَجَوْرِ السُّلْطَانِ عَلَيْهِمْ And when it comes to buying and selling, when people begin to cheat, give less, take more. In financial transactions, when people will begin to cheat and deceive each other, the, the response from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be that drought, years of drought will be thrown at them. Life will be difficult. Things, prices will become expensive. You know, it will be difficult to get by by $100 or $10. And third punishment, an oppressive ruler will be sent upon them. Three things when we cheat financially. First thing is that drought. Number two, life will become hard. Just to get by, pay the bills will become difficult. And three, oppressive rulers will be sent down. The third action with its retribution. And as soon as people stop giving and paying the zakah, the mandatory, fard, obligatory alms on their, on their wealth, Allah will hold back the reins. And then he says something amazing. He says, If it wasn't for the mute animals, the poor animals, the cats and the dogs, the donkeys and the horses of the world, they would have never even had a single drop of rain. The only reason they have any type of vegetation and rain is because Allah is having mercy on the animals. When these sins reach at that level, Allah says, you don't deserve to live. But I'm going to still send down rain because there are, there are innocent animals and in, in, in creation of mind that is there. 
Number four, And no sooner do they break their covenant with Allah and His Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sallatallahu alayhim aduwa. Allah will send an enemy min ghayrihim from, from outside of their circle. Allah will send an enemy from outside of the circle. And he will assert whatever from that which they have. So whenever they break the promises with Allah and His Rasul, afflictions will come from outside of the Muslim community. And no sooner, and as soon as the leaders of the Muslim community stop making decisions based on the book of Allah and stop choosing for their communities and for themselves what Allah has revealed, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring about a war amongst the Muslims themselves. Related by Ibn Majah in his Sunan. Five actions with five repercussions. Any one of us sitting here can probably think for ourselves that most definitely the five repercussions are taking place as we speak because of the five actions that we as a community, as an ummah, has, have involved ourselves in. Going back to the very basic where we started off from, whatever action we'll do, every action will have its response from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, good and bad. Sometimes there's a delay in it, but it will most definitely come to catch up to us. Today, as the ummah is suffering and, and we are all asking for dua and we should be involved in dua and supplicating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the entire community that is going through difficulty in this country and more so in our other countries around the world, Muslim and non-Muslim. We have to use this hadith as a moment of reflection to see what level of cheating and deception maybe I'm involved in? What level of indecent actions am I involved in? Or, or my children may be involved in? What level of disregard to the Qur'an and Sunnah am I involved in? Right? So whenever those things are going to happen, the repercussions we must expect from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the way out? Alhamdulillah, we're alive. We're here for Salat al-Jum'ah. We're listening. We have a chance. All of us. I have, we may not be able to change the entire world situation, but we can definitely change our own. And we can be able to earn the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by simply turning to Him in repentance and saying that, Ya Allah, whether it's my financial transactions, whether it's my etiquettes with my parents, my spouse, my children, whether it is my connection or lack of connection with you and your house, Oh Allah, whether it is my connection or lack of connection with the Qur'an, these are things I can take control of. I do not want to ruin my life, the one life that I have. And I definitely do not want to become the means of ruining it for the whole world and for the community. When a person begins to make that U-turn, no sooner do they make that U-turn, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will change the difficult conditions into favorable conditions. And those difficult conditions, they may not get removed immediately, mind you. But they will no longer be regarded as a punishment. The condition will remain the same, possibly. But that condition will no longer remain a punishment. It will remain a blessing in disguise. And how, what do I mean by that? That it will become a means of a person gaining the highest levels of paradise. Every difficulty they're going through will be regarded as sabr. That sabr will, go, will, get, will get them far. As we pray today and every day for Masjid Al-Aqsa and for the people around there, it is a moment for reflection today that Juma took place you know, eight, ten hours ago there. How, how the situation was, I don't, I'm not aware. Maybe some of you are well, more aware than I am whether Juma took place and what situation it was and whatnot. But we know as of last week and we know throughout this week as well. Things were very difficult and people were not allowed to come. But you saw possibly the WhatsApp videos. You probably saw the YouTube videos and links of the perseverance of old women, young children, 
chanting Allahu Akbar and not being allowed to come inside but praying outside their Fajr, praying their Isha outside having a, a, having a sit down right outside of the masjid surrounded by the, one of the strongest armies of the world and some of them of course most definitely got killed in the way they got punished, they got locked up they got things thrown at them, they got live bullets thrown at them but it didn't stop them from that my brothers and sisters today coming to Darussalam for Jumu'ah you had no roadblocks, you had no metal detectors, you had no SWAT teams, you had no one t patting you down at the door, you had no one yanking you from your son or your daughter or from your old mother or father. We, ha we are able to come in Jummah with ease. Ask ourselves, if I'm up against those people, Palestinians, tomorrow on the Day of Judgment, and Allah says, this is the difficulty I put them through, and this is how uh, they responded. The ease that I tested you with, how did you respond? That's a question for me. For my family and for all of us here, that as our Palestinian brothers and sisters, and rather the entire Ummah is being tested again and again through the issue of Quds, and for that matter the entire world wherever the issues are taking place, too many countries to name. We are also being tested, not by the Muslim ban only, yes, not by the Muslim ban only, not by a healthcare crisis only, but simply by the peace that we enjoy in this country. The ability to pray with comfort and ease and come to the house of Allah without any fear of repercussion, without any fear of being bombed, without any fear of any suicide attackers. Alhamdulillah, may Allah continue to shower this peace upon us in this country. But my friends, this is also a test from Allah to see how we appreciate this type of peace. And of course the appreciation is coming to the houses of Allah, connecting ourselves with, with, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I pray that He allows all of us to, to have a wake-up call from what the ummah is going through and begin to appreciate the blessings that we all have. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from neglecting Him, His, his Prophet, His book, neglecting His house. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to repent collectively and individually from our major and minor sins.